Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to It's Complicated, the podcast to help you untangle your relationship with your phone. Where we've all been. I'm Tanya Goodin, and each week I'll be talking to my guests about how they manage the relationship with the tiny tyrant in their pocket. We'll be talking about how our phone habits affect our work, our lives and our loves, and about what our relationship with our phone might just tell us about our relationship with ourselves. Well, we've all been swept away. If you want help and you want hope, You've come to the right place. This is It's Complicated. Lost everything you try to say Cause we've all been swept away, yeah. My guests on the podcast this week are Ben and Marina Fogel. Ben Fogel is an award-winning broadcaster and adventurer. He is UN Patron of the Wilderness and a Fellow of the Royal Geographic Society. He has climbed Mount Everest, rode across the Atlantic, raced across Antarctica to the South Pole, crossed the deserts of the empty quarter in the Middle East, and is the author of nine Sunday Times best-selling books. Marina Fogel is the co-founder of the immensely popular Bump Class Antenatal Classes in London and host of the Parenthood podcast. She writes for The Telegraph, The Times... Baby London and Nurture magazine about pregnancy and motherhood and is the co-author of The Bump Class, an expert guide to pregnancy, birth and beyond. So, Ben and Marina, thank you for letting me come and talk to you. Uh, it's particularly nice to be here and have dogs running around. Dogs, children and <laughs> the general chaos. It's, it's a pretty good insight into what our house is always like, which is what it should be. Full of noise. <laughs> and dogs vomiting onto carpets. Oh, I know. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> yeah. no, no, it's a frequent occurrence in our house. Not a dog, it's a child. So you are parents, partners, podcasters polar explorer i wanted to start by asking you about your life as parents the podcast is called it's complicated we're looking at our phone habits how aware are you of your own phone habits and screen habits around your children oh well, i can say i'm a lot more aware since i talked to you <laughs> and actually afterwards after we did this podcast with you ben and i sat down and we talked a little bit about sort of phones and i think it's difficult isn't it because 
when we first started getting phones, they were that. They were just phones. And then slowly they crept back into our lives and they became little supercomputers, which are much more difficult to put down. I definitely noticed that out of the people that I'm close to and spend a lot of time with, possibly the worst phone habits are my parents. That's my father still has this sort of thing that when the phone rings he has to get it he has to get it because you know you didn't know who was calling there's no answering machine and if you miss it you've missed the boat you don't know who it was it might have been the national lottery telling you the millionaire and you missed the boat um do you do you find you notice well, it's that? interesting you say about the, the phone ringing i i rarely use my phone as a phone you know i'm at once or twice a day i probably make phone calls on it i'm not actually as marina knows very social on the phone i'm i love chatting to people in real life i'm not very good at phones but my phone is my lifeline and mm. this new app or feature of most phones where it tells you your screen time You'd is be a looking slightly at that, terrifying. Yeah, I was going to disable <laughs> it because I find it really uncomfortable, but then I felt actually it was important to use. And what's interesting is because I go from periods of abstinence and the abstinence is always when I'm away somewhere. So I was in Uganda last week. Uganda have just imposed the very first tax on social media. So you can't use social media unless you pay a specific tax out there now and most places haven't paid it so even if you're on someone else's internet you, you still access can't that. access facebook whatsapp twitter instagram and I, I noticed my screen time went down dramatically and then as soon as i'm back every taxi journey i do by default my phone pops out and i start looking at it i think marina and i i think we're quite good at knowing that as soon if i pick up a phone as i'm doing now i'm picking up a phone if the children see us do that, they want to do the same thing. So I think we both try to lead by example. And if the children are there watching, but it's almost become so natural now to just pick up your phone when there's a period of nothing happening. And I, I genuinely think that is to the detriment of mm. us and what, what's going on around us. So whether you're on a train or in a car, so many people are missing what's actually happening for what's happening somewhere else. And then you take the reciprocal thing. So I, I think I have a guilt now about the phone, but I'm also married to it because it's, it is a part of my life. Emails, I do use social media. We do communicate with each other by WhatsApp or emails. Not when we're in the same house, by the way. Glad to hear talk. that. I have that. actually met couples who text yeah, each other in the sure. same room. <laughs> so do your children never comment on your phone Of use? course, all the time. So uh, what, what kind of stuff are no, they not, well, pulling you all up the time. On? Well, just more, I think, if they see us using it, they want to know what it is, yeah. why we're on it. They're age seven and nine. They know all about Twitter. They know all about Instagram. They know all about WhatsApp. And especially our daughter, she's got very sticky fingers. And when I mean that is if she sees a phone or an uh, iPad or a tablet lying around, she will pick it up and start playing with it. Not, funny enough, going online and doing things. She's quite happy just making videos of herself or tapping away. And I see that as quite innocuous, but I can see also as she gets older and as these guys get older that it will become more of an issue. We're, we're not, I will let my wife, <laughs> Marina chat in a second we're not helicopter parents where we hover the whole time and we're not parents that have decided to completely ban all technology because I think technology is so important that these guys embrace it and there's such amazing apps that you can get now that teach spelling and and that make math super fun if if I'd have had access to those things when I was a child I think I would have actually done a little bit better in uh, my exams but I think a term maybe you've used, I've certainly heard it through my work, this kind of 
digital nutrition this idea yeah, that yeah. that it's actually no different to your plate if you pile it up if you pile your plate sky high you know with lots of sugars and lots of fats that's not going to be very healthy for you but that's not saying that's that it's all bad within that big pile of food you've piled high are going to be some very good things and, and some very tasty things and i think that's kind of our attitude to technology with these guys they don't own any of their own tech but they are allowed to use our ipads and things but it's usually during travel and when i say during travel not just going to school or going so half like an hour. we're talking journey. if it's a long yeah. journey if it's a couple of hours then they're able to use it and i i, I think that's our attitude do you agree yeah absolutely and i think tech doesn't it very often is but it doesn't have to be something you do on your own so for example when we're in a long car journey we'll listen to a podcast together and we'll listen to it as a family and we'll talk about what they're talking about in the podcast and we'll sort of there'll be certain cultural references that our children aren't aware of and that is actually quite a nice way to initiate a conversation so you know it doesn't need to be everyone's got their noise cancelling headphones on it can also be something that can be really positive as a family and that's where that sort of blurred fine line is that makes this whole thing kind of harder so we none of us grew up with screens as children and our you know do you think our job as parents now is more difficult than our parents generation no, because of that because uh, do you know i mean i we, we did grow up with types well, of screens television so, yeah well it was yeah. you know I, I remember game and watches these little <laughs> things that you'd open up and you could play donkey kong on these very rudimentary devices but I'd argue that was actually more detrimental because it was just games. It was just gaming. And now, yes, we've got the proliferation of, of things like Fortnite. But apart from that, the presence of screens is so much... What you can do with those screens is so much broader than, than when we were growing up. And I think as long as you, you use the enhanced features, the, the, the positivity, and you try to weed out some of the the negative sides of it. I don't see why it's a great problem. I think as the children get older, I think we're concerned about the internet and and the ease of access to things I don't really want them to see. There are you know, the, but also the, this big comparison. I remember very well feeling inadequate when I was fourteen. I think most fourteen year olds do. They're not as pretty or as clever or as good at sport as their friends and I think social media intensifies that feeling and I was fine you know I emerged from this sort of feeling of inadequacy perfectly strong and really quite resilient but I think there is a lot more pressure on children to look a certain way to do a certain thing this whole idea of FOMO you know if someone hasn't invited you to a party in 20 years ago you might not have heard about you that party know, and then you? suddenly yeah. it's on social media and it's 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 like a big deep stab of I didn't get invited and I think even amongst my peers you know I'm 40 now you know I still have friends saying I'm taking time out of Instagram because I just feel that it kind of cultivates the politics of envy it shows me how wonderful everyone else's life is through this filter and it makes me feel inadequate and if it can do that to a 40 year old what's that going to do to a 14 year old but I also think that by the time our guys reach the age of using social media and we're talking our son being nine and I think the legal requirement for something like Instagram is 13 or so. So we're about four years away. I, I think, and maybe I'll be accused of looking through rose-tinted glasses, 
the social media companies that the government will have cracked down on what they can and can't publish. We, we need to read these horrific stories of young girls committing suicide because they're accessing self-harming sites. I mean, that's just incomprehensible. In my mind, that's a million times worse than cigarettes. And, and look where cigarettes have gone. And I think the true damage and uh, wild west of social media is just coming to a fore. And I think those tech company giants who are kind of the cool dudes who get away with it because, hey, man, it's Silicon Valley and, and we play ping pong indoors and, and we've got a chairlift, so we're really cool. <laughs> They're actually far worse than many of those big commercial companies out there. You know, we demonize the banking world. Well, hey, listen, you only need to be at the sharp end of losing a, a child to the dark side of those mediums. There were stories in the Sunday papers about Grindr and Tinder yeah. and, and accessing young children. You know, it, it is a wild west out there. And if we we already have very strict sanctions on our print press and our, our TV and, and radio, you can't say, you know, you, you, you have to adhere to a strict code. Well, now that most of us get our news through all of those social sites we're going to have to crack down on it. Now, whether that will happen, I'm rather hoping it will. I'd be amazed if it doesn't. And, you know, I started this by giving this example of Uganda. Now, Uganda, it's debatable about how authoritarian the government is. You know, I don't think it's entirely democratic out there. But irrelevant of that, the president got fed up of people gossiping too much, which is how he imposed the world's first social media tax. Um, It's not very much. It's 5p a day. But 5p in Uganda is a tremendous amount. You know, a lot of people that I met out there don't have that five extra pence to pay for it. And it's the, the effect has been a mass reduction in social media. And actually, when I posted it, ironically, on my social media, you know, a lot of people actually said, actually, this could be a way forward, mm-hmm. actually creating a tax. Now, a lot of the other half said it's just a way of making some extra money, isn't it? It's, you know, if, if you're not sure about it, tax it. We did it on cigarettes. We've done it on all sorts of uh, things that aren't good for your health. But I do wonder whether there is not a seed of sensibility in that idea that, that we just need to make it a little bit harder to do. Because I hate how much I use social media. I use it because working in the public eye I'm kind of forced to I'm not forced actually it's something I enjoy doing Twitter I find incredibly divisive and as Marina knows you know a great day could be turned on its head with one comment and then a polarized response to it and I I I haven't given it up it's still there I still use it but very very rarely I find it too divisive too polarizing something like Instagram I find for me works better but I think Marina's quite right I think we know a lot of people that feel deeply left out by looking at Instagram. And when I think of my kids and what and what they might think of it one day when they're looking at their friends at the party that they wanted to go to in our day, you just heard about the party and you weren't really sure. Maybe they didn't actually go. It maybe they quite maybe, as good as Maybe they sounded. were just saying yes. they went. <laughs> and now you'll see a photo that you, you know will be heavily edited. And when I say heavily edited, I don't mean airbrushed. I mean, it will be that one frozen moment that looks incredible, but... Everyone was probably with, sitting with down. With a passive-aggressive s- hashtag that's really smug. <laughs> but people were probably sitting down too scared to chat to one another uh, for the most of it. But it, it's fantastically powerful as as a tool uh, in a negative sense of rubbing people's faces in it. 
The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I was going to ask you because you are both very active on social media and you, and you use it to draw attention to some really important issues. You, Marina, with conversations around stillbirth and miscarriage. And Ben, you're highlighting a lot of environmental um, and wildlife issues such as poaching, habitat loss. But I wondered about your view around your children and how much you share of them on social media. Because I have noticed, obviously, Marina, you know, your brand is all about family and you do post more about the children and the family on your social media. Ben, I think there's a lot less. A, Is I that a conscious a... conversation you've yeah, ever had Yeah, very about much that? so. You have mm. to, yeah. We've, yeah. We've, 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 got, we've got rules about it. And the rules are that, you know, the, the children are in here now listening to us chatting. So we, we have open conversation. None of what we're chatting about now is anything they haven't heard before. And I can say to Ludo, who's nodding, do you mind if I post this photo of you? Now, Ludo is So you is ask. Nine. Well, yeah. I do, but the thing, the reality, and Ludo won't like me saying this, is he's nine and he might not necessarily fully understand the implications of many hundreds of thousands of people looking at an image of them. And I think we, we, we constantly chat about what is and isn't appropriate. And I think I often find myself, I have a photo that I love and I kind of want to share. I kind of want to brag about my family. They're my most precious thing. And I'm so proud of them. And then I start thinking, well, why am I doing this? What, what good is it going to be for anyone posting that photo? But I think Marina and I, we, we are very honest people. And Marina with the bump class and with her parenthood podcast and me as a family man who does include the family and things I do, I think it is part of who we are. And if we completely airbrush that out of mm. social media, which is supposed to be a true representative of who you are, then you're be becoming fake. one of those. It, yeah. it would be fake. And you're becoming one of those editors. But I do find myself 
every so often I will scroll through old photos that I've posted and think, do you know what? I don't know that I like that still being there. And I will retrospectively delete if I think that it's not a healthy thing to keep it there. Yeah. And I think I, so I try to mitigate, I, I try to keep the personal family photos to a minimum, I suppose. But at some stage, you know, these guys might say, actually, I don't want any more of this. I, I don't like it. We've, we've got friends who are convinced that at some stage there's going to be a class action by all our children well, to sue us for, funny for sending for, for, for putting images out there. There is actually a girl in Austria who's currently suing her parents for all the stuff that they posted about her online, which is, you know, obviously but, that's but only one But to be fair for this, case, you know, there's but... also a man in India who's suing his parents for having him when he didn't oh, want yes, to be born. Oh, yes, I so, read about that so this whole idea, so <laughs> We can't take it too of, seriously. We, I don't know if we yeah. take it too seriously, but I, I wouldn't, you know, these guys have every right in a couple of, you know, when they're 14 years old to go, Daddy, why would you have ever posted a picture of me? Uh, you know, I think we're, we would never post anything that was mean we would never put you know but also you have to think or... about you know where you know it's all very well for you to post a picture of your three-year-old on a potty when they're three but what if there was a picture you know of Theresa may age three on a potty mm-hmm. you know and that's then on the front page of a paper that you know you've got to think about how they're going to be when they're sort of grown up and i slightly i definitely consider that when i post pictures of the children i'm also very careful about other people's children i would never post anything i've got a private instagram which is literally for my family to share photos but I wouldn't ever post anything on any kind of social media of someone else's children without explicit permission from them and I think that is another you know it's something you have to be very very considerate about because people have very different views and you know it's essentially stealing well it's an image isn't it you know if you're publicizing yeah. an image of someone else's and, child. It, and it's interesting because you see some people in the public eye who post pictures of their family and they blur the faces and I've thought about doing that sometimes but then I think, what's the point? I don't know why, because you are showing, but then you're not showing. Mm. And, I, I, and it seems to be, I th- I've got a kind of my own internal moral compass. And my own internal moral compass is that if you're on social media, a lot of people will, use, especially in the public eye, will use external companies to publish all their social media. You do it all yourself. Well, we, we both yeah, do it yeah. ourselves. And I think yeah. if you do it yourselves, which is what you should, the, very, the term social media is, is supposed to be your voice. I also think that you have to be true to to who you are and what you stand for. And I I sometimes see people who have families who use social media prolifically and never even mention they have families. And I find it, I get it, but I don't know if it's being true to, if you're being a true representative online as to who you are I think there's not a one-size-fits-all though what is appropriate for one family isn't going to be appropriate for the next family and you know that's like most things in life I've Um, I've certainly spoken to people in the public eye names that you'll all know who are who who have been very surprised by how many photos Marina and I will publish on our social media accounts of our family who kind of look look disparagingly at it and uh, and I think they have a point but I also think that we we chat about it it's not something that we chatted about five years ago and we just stick to that conversation I think it's something we would revisit often and as things move ahead it may change and we may say we may reach a point where actually we decide do you know what I think it's inappropriate to to post any more pictures of them for a period but um, I think that's it's an ongoing chat I just wanted to ask you quickly about your relationship with your phone 
in your aspect of being partners because uh, lots of people have said to me the reason the podcast is called it's complicated is lots of people have said sometimes they feel their partner's phone is more important to them than they are and it's almost like the third person in the relationship i was wondering if you'd ever had to well, have I've, words I've, with each other no, about really, the way I have, I have this thing about phones in the bedroom i don't like phones in the bedroom so i've i make a point i always leave mine down here to charge i i leave it here marina like and i get this and we've been at the sharp end of this marina likes because we don't really use the house phone, like lots of people we don't yeah. really even have a house phone so it's not as if everyone has our house number and marina likes to have access to a phone at night in case anyone needs to get in touch with us or in case i need i'm, I'm often alone in the house yeah, and exactly. in case i need to call someone yeah. in the middle of the night but i do you know my new phone has this you know automatic off at night on airplane mode at night unless you call twice which actually i love so i receive no phone calls and text messages between 10 p.m and 7 a.m and that is great and those that need to get in touch with me know they just ring twice in close succession and they'll get through to me um, but I think that is a great way in which tech is sort of trying to allow uh, or compensate for the massive invasion that phones represent in, in us I, I don't I, we, there have been moments when we've been in taxis going to a restaurant or we've been in the car just the two of us and one is either driving and the other the phone's there and you feel like you need to look at it or it's a time to catch up or you're in the taxi and you can catch up and I I feel a guilt if I do pick up the phone and then I look at Marina, she's on her phone and then I decide well, think, oh, I should pick okay, up mine then. and then I think we've become <laughs> that couple that are sitting in a restaurant both we're on both their phones. We're both very aware of it. I think we're both very aware of putting our phones away and having dinner and actually engaging with each other. The thing is, we use our phones to control the music in the house so they're always somewhere close even though mm-hmm. we, you know, we say we put them away. But I think that is what it is. It's an awareness. I'm aware that when Ben's around, I'm engaging with him and not the phone. We're aware that when we're with our kids, we're engaging with them and not the phone I think there's a certain politeness actually a bit like table manners someone's cooked you dinner you sit down you put your napkin on your lap and you eat properly with your knife and fork and I think if you are engaging with someone for a coffee your phone is not on the table it's in your bag and it's not a distraction and that's a, a really it's like a sort of basic hygiene when it comes to sort of phones and that's what I hope that our children will get when they certainly well, when they start using yeah, them I think this comes back to this this idea of nutrition digital nutrition I think it's exactly the same you know these guys I'm happy with them grazing on fruit right now you know the, the, they can eat as much fruit as they want I, I, we could be accused of double standards there because there's a lot of sugars in those fruits but they can have one biscuit maybe but that's it and the same goes with our use of technology I think you use little bits occasionally when it's appropriate if you're in the car and you need to navigate you know we're using a screen whether we want to or not because more often than not we're going to be on one of the apps to allow us you know to to try and avoid some of the traffic or we're using it to listen to a podcast so it's it's there the fridge always there yeah the fridge would not be full if i did (laughs) not have my phone I've just got three questions that I've been end each podcast episode. So you can, either of you can take them or both. What's the one thing you'd like to say to everyone listening about their phone and screen habits? What's the message that you'd like to get over? I, well, I, I don't mind starting that. I, I think it's don't see it as an evil thing, but see it as, as you do your diet. L- look at it as there are good and bad things we put in our bodies. We all like a chocolate bar. We all like a packet of crisps. We all have weakness. We like to have a glass of wine or a beer. And, and that's not a bad thing. Um, but don't just live off that. You, you know, we, we've all watched that film where um, 
Spurlock goes and lives off McDonald's for a whole month. Yeah. Well, it's exactly super the same. Me. Super yeah. me. It's the same thing. If you just immerse yourself, you, you, you live in this little virtual world because you want to be everywhere at the same time, it's, it's, it will have a, a damaging effect on you without doubt. So don't live through other people's lives. Kind of live your own and engage with it, but don't let it own you. You should own it. I think that one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from my father, who said very early on, he's one of the first people to have a mobile phone because he's a doctor, and he said he'd never run and get the phone, and he'd said, my phone is there for my convenience and not anyone else's. And actually, I think that's quite a good mantra to live it by. Mm. If it doesn't suit you to answer the phone, then don't answer the phone. Don't do it. Have you got a tip that you haven't shared already that works for you in terms of, you know, good digital nutrition or making sure that it's not interfering in your relationship with other people just don't keep it anywhere near you because because the tempter <laughs> it's a bit like with the food analogy yeah. i have a weakness for crisps so i do marina does the food shopping on she does it on her device amazingly and i would probably be starving if it wasn't for marina doing that <laughs> but i do say to her please don't get too many crisps or chocolate because i will eat them i have no hobnobs you can't resist uh, I, can't, I can't even uh, so uh, Marina has hobnobs for her bump class. And actually, if the packets are there, it's fine. But if it's opened, I will just eat the whole lot. I have no self-control. And I think if if you look at it the same sort of way, just try to keep it away from where you are. So I I think, not that we do this, but I think at some stage when you walk in the house, a little drawer, you put the phones in, and that is it. Now, we are still married to using the phones for things that that make life easy in the house and I suspect it's only going to get more controlling televisions uh, everything else but I think there is going to be a way of of at least turning off the connections that go beyond the house Mm. so the social media the internet all of those aspects that I think can start to have a detrimental effect so that that would be my um my my suggestion put it away yeah and someone said to me uh, it's a real shame if the first thing you touch in the morning is your phone as opposed to your partner so i think have a cuddle and a kiss in the morning and then turn your alarm off or (laughs) look at your emails love that um and finally what have you learned about yourself do you think from your phone habits ben you've looked at your screen time the screen screen time's really i think it's a really i think the screen i have to give credit to the the tech companies for putting that in because it's uncomfortable viewing if anyone hasn't done it do it because it will make you it will horrify you when you look at it and you're like i spent three hours on this today when you don't think you spent any time but all it takes is a couple of journeys where you've been on the tube or the bus or the in a taxi and and you've been scrolling through for 30 minutes and it and it adds up and I, I don't have an addictive personality, but I can see how addictive it can become just because it's there. And, and you're curious to, you know, I love keeping up with the news. I like to know what people are doing. And, and actually Twitter, I was in danger at one stage of that becoming overwhelming, not necessarily in my output, but in, in digesting information, constantly looking on there at what it was. And actually I deleted it from my phone. It's still on my uh, tablet, but my tablet has to be connected to the internet. I only have it at certain points. And, and I felt so much healthier when I gave that up. So much healthier. It, it, I avoided arguments I didn't need to have with this polarised world. There will always be people that will disagree with my sentiments. And I'm a people pleaser. I like to, I like everyone to kind of nod and go, oh, that's, yes, I think you're very clever saying that. <laughs> I'm not always right, by the way. But what I found with Twitter in particular is it's so angry. It's so yeah. angry on there. It's like the Daily Mail 
comments page has come to life in this kind of... In, and people this, are rewarded by the, being for being angry, aren't the, they? The people yes. are rewarded. People get off on it. And, yeah. and, and we know it's not entirely true as well. A lot of those, you know, when you if you pick someone up on it, if you're willing to do that, and a few people, James Blunt does it brilliantly, actually you can, you can actually gain a lot of people's respect, but it's not my style really. So I think for me, that was one of the best things I ever did was to get rid of that. Mm. And, uh, and with all due respect to Twitter followers of mine who are listening to this you know there were there, there was a very loyal following and I still do post things occasionally but I decided that it was healthier to set back and and that was one of the healthier that, that was one of the healthiest de- digital detoxifications I've ever done and I may well do that with with other mediums in the future Instagram may go the same way I'm sure there are plenty of other ones to be born that we don't even know of yet that it, this is probably just the beginning but I think if if I nearly succumb to to that kind of obsession and addiction, I, I worry about what it does to other people. I think for me, I think it's important to be able to have some time without your phone. I'm a much more creative person when I'm not on it the whole time. And I notice that, you know, I, I try and go for a run twice a week and I have my phone with me to count my steps, but I don't answer any calls and I don't listen to anything I don't even listen to music and that's the time that where my kind of imagination is at its richest it's when I kind of problem solve it's when I have new inspiration for different things I'm going to write who I'm going to interview next on the podcast so I think for me the time without the phone is a very precious and important and cherished part of my day thank you so big thank you for letting me come here and talk to you i really recommend following both ben and marina online it's ben fogel on both instagram and twitter even though he's spending a bit less time i'm I'm still there i'm still there (laughs) and it's marina.fogel and the parent.hood on instagram and ben and marina's book which they co-authored about ben's latest adventure up my life's journey to the top of everest is available on amazon and at all good bookshops Well, we've all been pushed around. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's Complicated. If you haven't already, please do subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It helps other people find us and it means you get a helpful little notification when a new episode becomes available. For more about getting a healthy balance with tech, you can follow me, Tanya Goodin, or Time to Log Off on Instagram and Twitter. And both my books, Off and Stop Staring at Screens, are available on Amazon and at all good bookshops. Finally, for more information about this and other episodes in the podcast series, visit itstimetologoff.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.